Welcome back to Horses for Courses, the podcast that records when it wants, and what a better time to record than, of course, the July Festival, which starts this week. I'm joined by Betfred's resident French racing expert, important because we are going to be covering the Grand Prix de Paris as well, Andrew Humphrey. Good evening. Do you know what I before? Has anybody ever eaten like really hard midget gems? I nearly pulled one of my tooth, one of my teeth out before with the midget gems. Look at them sunglasses. Yeah, I thought I was kidding on camera. I just sat here lying on my bed with sunglasses on. Don't that's right. Twice times, man. Right, that is right. um. Well yeah. I want a pinnacle. That's probably that, why I'm singing that song. That is Mick Doonan there, um, who. He's been driving the editorial line of this podcast for everybody to get organised and get online. And he's well, now you should have started. He's now singing about Pina Coladas. We have already started. We're, we're well into this. We're underway. And we're, of course, joined by Ethan Simlet, resident coup planner. Good afternoon. Evening. Evening. Um, let's get straight into the... Thick of action, thick of the action. Sorry, I should just say with um, the Bahrain Stakes, it's a tight, competitive race tomorrow. Um, Mick, you do not fancy the impressive Royal Ascot score at Atty Perez, but why? What did you call him, Atty Perez? I thought his name was Ratty Pierce. Oh. Um, no, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> why I don't like him. I've got a, it's just simple. He won a handicap off the off the mark in '93. Uh, Royal Ascot and he's racing against um, Horses Reed 110 off your level weights how, how, how is he 11 to 4 favourite doesn't make sense fair enough um, who do you fancy in light of it uh, not fancy him simple top, top rated horse Raheem House uh, he's rated 110 he was 4th and a better race at Royal Ascot than him the King Edward the Seventh, seven stakes. I, I, I was trying to think there. King Edward seventh. Chris, he's beaten by Crystal Ocean, Khalidi, and Permian. Um, that's a solid for him. He, he was running on at the end, and he went there for a long step up. He's got better horses in behind than what. Um, I Perez beat, and that's just as simple as that for me. Okay, wonderful. Would you agree, Andrew? Yeah, I would, yeah. Yeah, I've wrote down only one handicaps and Kieran Schumacher has been jocked off, which, whilst, you know, he, he, I thought he put in a really good run at Ascot with Chewy on, so I was, I was a bit disappointed to see Doyle come in. Uh, cheap pieces are on, I think he's the dodgy fab as well. Um, Crown Eagle wasn't overly, wasn't overly bowled over against, you know, could be, you know, could be, he's coming in against proper, what I would consider group class sources here. I agree with Raheem House, I would make him the fab, to be honest. Based on that performance in the King Edward, um, Spencer's on again. That's good. Wisconsin's an absolute. I so don't know what's happened there. I mean, what he was doing at Ascot, I've got no idea. I guess you had money on him that day. That would be me. Um, one nicely last time. Um, you know, he did beat a Grand Prix de Paris contender in Spanish Steps. So you know, that, admittedly, that is probably Aiden's third string for the race. Um, but I think you know, after he lost his mind at Ascot, I think that would be a bit of a negative. Ryan Moore's on, so you never know what might happen. Um, the one I would, the one I'd plump for is Wolf Country right at the very bottom. Yeah, um, he was he was also in the Grand Prix of Paris earlier this week, but they took him out of that. Um, the Dante, you know, he ran quite well in that. He's been given time off since. 
Um, Buick's on board. You know, there's definitely obviously there's group forming at Dante. So I think he's six to one, seven to one at the minute. That, that's the way I would go. But I would be uh, very wary of Raheem House. Okay. Uh, last but not least, Ethan. Um, Wolf Country is the one I've got written down here. Um, Fifteen at Dante. Him with Raheem House with Valley Permian. Um, I don't think there's a lot in form tied between them two. Um, he's had a nice little break, obviously, after that as well, compared to the others. Um, he'd be the one I'd go for at the prices, nearly double the price of Raheem House, and I'm very happy to take on the favourite. So, uh, 7-1, I think Wolf Country would be my play, definitely. Question for Oh, he's on Wolf Country. Fast ground. It's not fa- It's not going to be fast, is it's it? It's not as good at the minute. It's good, but the only time he's ran on good, he's finished 6-8. Everyone else has been good to soft. Yeah, that was his debut as well, you got to remember. He was also hampered. Yeah, it's just, it's just a question. He's, no, not, he's, he's not actually based on better than good to soft no, for that time. It's a valid question. Don't four run. Oh. I don't know how he's going to... I don't know how he might take to it later on, obviously, but... I, think, I just I just think he's... Bar Raheen House is probably the best, best of them, I would imagine. I would agree. If it was so, see if it's soft ground, I would actually have backed him. Yeah. Oh, definitely. He'd be close to favourite. I think he'd be very tough to beat. Moving on to the July states, this is very competitive and there's not a lot between many of the established ones on form outside of the favourite Raja Singh who won the Coventry. Um, just quick fire um, question to each of you. Uh, how do you how did you rate this year's Coventry before it was run? I'll start with you, Ethan. Um, good question. Um I didn't think it was looked too bad a race. Um, Mario was my bet. Um, it was questionable as whether he was even going to go at one point because of the ground. I think I still think possibly he might be the best horse in that race. To be honest, um, the others I wasn't overly convinced on. Like Akbar in his fifth, I was not a big fan of him. Um, Broin horse, he ran a couple of nice races, but probably just below that level. So, on reflection, it was average for me. All right, um, Humphrey, what did you make of the Coventry? I thought it was going to be a good race. I thought it was going to be a competitive race, which it was. But I think the the top of the ones at the top of the market that people thought were going to be involved were. Weren't uh, De Bruyne? You know, Denar was a real letdown for me there. I was, I was, I was hoping for a big one from him, but he didn't perform. Um, and said on hindsight, it's not, it's you know, it's not turned out to be the greatest race in the world. And I think obviously it's. Mm. But this is going to be another interesting race because there might be something that might just progress past the, um, past the favourite. But we'll see. We'll get onto that in a bit. And Duden, just very quickly, what did you make of the Coventry? I, I asked this because of an obvious reason. Um, beforehand, it looked, it looked okay. Um, didn't for me, I didn't inspire me once I'd seen the race. Brother, I'd seen Brother Bear and Murillo are the two bear horses to come out there. They looked the best horses on the day. One drifted across the track and one was still green. Um, the one could have gone in a straight line, to be fair, yeah. I would agree. I'd agree with that, and it doesn't look inspiring after it, but we'll get to that point in a minute, I think. Indeed. Anyway, 
Um, Raja Singh won that day um, by a head, and he's now favourite here, having been, well, just basically just been put in the race, no supplementary fee or anything like that. His trainer um, says that there's a long time between the pre-morning, between Royal Ascot and the pre-morning at Deauville, so why keep him locked up in his box? And he's a pretty strong favourite. Um, would you be taking him on? Who's that to me? Oh, I'll generally tell you. You go first. Um, aye, definitely. The last, I can't remember the last horse to go for the Coventry to here. Um, it's just, it's just not a proper stepping stone. If you're talking the pre-morning, um, then they can't be looking at the Phoenix either. Then um, he's a complete five furlong pedigree. Five furlong winners, six furlong winners. There's nothing much more than that. I think he's maybe just an early two-year-old, and they're trying to get everything at him. Hey, like, why no wait to the pre morning and run with it, apparently? Hmm. That is something going forward, rather than being an early two-year-old type. You would wait to the pre morning, why run him again, but apparently? Doesn't make sense. Fair enough. Um, Richard Spencer, uh, to give him... His voice says that apparently there's a long time between now and the morning in Deauville. Um, who do you like? Um, I like Hegeman. And I also... I don't know. Hegeman would be the each way bet for me. And Albert Power, if it does go soft each way. But Hegeman, um, pulled too hard in uh, Chesham. Came out one over six after that. Um, good to firm ground at Yarmouth last week, one by four lengths against uh, Hugo Palmer, a hopeful called Arbally. It was pretty well fancied then, it was 11 into the third, so they were well strung out. Um, Arbally was second and a decent maiden at York, so the forum's solid. He's each way, you can get 14 to 1 on him. Yep, fair enough, thank you very much. Uh, Humphrey, quickly, what do you fancy in this? Um, yeah, I'd be, t- I'd be willing to take on Raja Singh. Uh, what I would say is I don't, don't think you could. Morris Henry has got horses like that running in this race. I think you would see sort of an Aidan O'Brien, a Richard Hannon, a Mike Johnston waiting for the pre-morning. So I think, I don't, while I think he's a very good horse, like I agree with Mick, I think he just might be more forward than all the, than the rest of him. Or he was that day at least, but I, I'd be willing to take him on today. Um, Alba Power, yeah, very handy last time at Yarmouth on, the, on pretty, pretty shit ground, if we're being honest. Uh, Josie's on it again, which is always a plus. Uh, I would say, I would say, if it does turn up, stuff that Enjazat or whatever, however you pronounce him, however you pronounce it, that Owen Burrows horse. You know, he flew home at Yarmouth on terrible ground as well. Um, Burrows is in a bit of decent form for a change, which is quite nice. It's obviously quite hard. Um, card sharp. I, I really don't know what they're doing with that. Mark Johnson's running that to the ground as he does with a lot of two-year-olds. Um, Denar, I, I don't know if I'm willing to forgive that. Now Frankie's back on maybe ground issues there as well. Um, Sound and Silence was one I put to my friends at Ascot and in back, and it won at 16 to 1, so there's a bit of after timing for you there. Um, stepping up, cheap pieces on, form's okay. You know, Russell was second in the listed race last time out, so that's nice. US Navy flag way off Ascot again, a lot like um, Wisconsin, but you never know what might happen with Aiden O'Brien horses. But I'm just wondering, if, you know, the blink, the blink of his rose, that was a positive. Don't underestimate him, but I don't know if he's quick enough for this. I 
And we've lost this, the voice of France. We have just lost the voice of France. Ethan, tell us quickly what you fancy for the July stakes um, before we get back to Andrew Humphrey. Sound and silence for me will be the Lovely. one. Um, as Andrew said, Windsor Castle winner. That run from Roussel, um, for my money, because he had a really wide draw um, at Sandown, and I thought he ran huge at end. If he'd been drawn closer, then probably would have won um, there. But I think he'll be one to keep an eye on as well, actually, going forward. Um, but that was a nice force and um, the silence. And I am happy to take on the favourite again in this. So at the, at the prices, yeah, 13 to 2 at the minute, found the silence. Um, I think I'll be having an each way little punt on him. Okay, wonderful. Um, Did you get mine, by the way? Am I no, cut out halfway through? You, you cut out, so just uh, quickly. So, from who you fancy and why? Where did they go? Lovely Anybody stuff. Anybody remember? Salami each way. That's what I'm going for. Fantastic. Costing Stay underrated. So, STS plus stepping up in trip. Uh, stepping up in class, sorry. Good for me. Costing distance winner, that'll do. Invincible Army each way. Fantastic. Um, right, now moving on. Uh, first of all, also, I'd like to say I do fancy Raja Singh. I do, I do like Raja Singh. I'm the odd one out there. And we're going to move on to the. Well, 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 answer me a question. If, if you, if Aidan O'Brien had won that race with that horse, would he be running it in this race? Uh, no, he wouldn't. But it's Trevor Richard Spencer. I get what you mean, but um, I'm not surprised that a smaller stable is going to try and strike while the iron's hot. It is a, it is a good question. Um, and it's the same on Mick uh, put up earlier. But if you've only had um, the two runs, apologies, that was that was my phone, um, very busy. If you only had the two runs, I don't see why going for the July 6th is not the worst idea in the world. And he's got the very big form chance for about 50 grand. Anyway, speaking of very big form chances, Frontiersman is the favourite for the Princess of Wales Estates. This is another well-contested renewal. It's actually turned out quite decent. And he's got to take a power of beating after a great run um, there. So, Andrew, would you be taking him on as favourite? Hello, Andrew Humphrey. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I'm not. What a stupid idea it would be to take Frontiersman on. Absolutely stupid idea. Few pieces are on. You know, he's got form behind Highland Reel, and Highland Reel's. Incomparable this season, really. Fair enough. Um, I I agree, Fudsworth. He hated Epsom, so I, I would completely draw a line. You know, I, I would draw through that. Um, one on the rolling mile, I think he's very dangerous. Um, Wings of Desire, probably the one I would pick for second. You know, up against sec- good horses. Ran well at Ascot. Frankie's back on. Frankie's only got two rides tomorrow, so you know he's he's picked, he's picked them as he chooses. He was also at the um, he was at that Grand Prix as a guest of the owner of it. Lord Bamford, so um, I think he'll be putting an extra oomph into this one. Get it? Um, Poets were don't even. Probably should have won at Chester, but is that is that great? Is that group form? Probably not. I think it's a shocking price. Not a massive fan of some Michael Stout either. So I think if you're taking Frontiersman on, you need to go and see someone about a head problem. Oh, I like it. We're really nailing our colours to the mass there. Nick, actually, um, you've taken on the favourites for the two group races so far that we've discussed, and will you be doing so again for 
the Princess of Wales' stakes? Yep. Who would? Wednesday to Zion, but I'll, I'll explain why, right? You went to Coronation Cup, right? Highland Drill, you got off, got off a plane an hour before it. Um, Idaho got off a plane an hour before it, having a seasonal debut. Um, US Army Ranger got off the plane an hour before the race. So put a line through these three. Prize money's a rat. So is your, so is your pilot, pilot a rat. So is Red Verdon. Journey was making a seasonal debut, so always really beats Hawksbill on fast ground in Hellbreath. Right. So rule of them out. So they're all rats that he's actually beat. So that leaves your wings of desire. Poet's words are rat. Um, so you've got wings of sorry, desire. Show your, your word. Show your word. Show your word on poet's um, on poet's word. Show you're working. Sorry. Poet's word. He's got out. Poet's word. Poet's word. If that was uh, if that's working way, that Shroa who could beat a Neil Newton Cup then that's got no chance of winning this. Simple as that. Wings of Desire made a good yeah, comeback at Ascot and Hardwick. Finished fifth. Um, we'll come on plenty for that run. It's just sim- simple. Frontiersman was flattered at Coronation Cup. Can you imagine, can you imagine, like, east against, half, imagine three 100 metre sprinters getting off a plane somewhere after it had been on fire and then going running a 100 metre race. They wouldn't win. So, some rat would beat some rat would beat them. That was Frontiersman. He, he absolutely flattered in that race. Okay, thank you very and much. Sorry, didn't mean to simple. cut you. Didn't mean to cut you so short there, Mick. Ethan, what say you to the Frontiersman dilemma we now have? He is. Good handicap win at the Guineas meeting, and then obviously, as we discussed, second Highland Railway in the Coronation Cup. Port feels well held on that form. Um, the only one I think they can get near him is mixed selection, wins of desire. But there's a horse still on the upgrade, so he'll be the one I'd be going for, definitely. All right, lovely. Do we have anything else um, on the first day of the July Festival meeting? And it, well, first day of tomorrow's meeting, and that takes the eye. Jesus, well, you've missed half the races right here. We're, we're, doing it, we're doing it quick fire. I'll, I'll quote Mick Doonan before this. we got to be done by nine. I want to watch Love Island. <laughs> ah, you to watch Love Island. It's, it's, yeah, it's, fair enough. We're not even starting 25 to nine because somebody could have set it up, a.k.a. you. Right, <laughs> The man that Andrew Humphrey says couldn't have won a race recently has sparkled about, he's, he's had a 33% strike rate back him. And in the last race, the Sir Henry Cecil takes, imagine, imagine leaving Sir Henry Cecil out of all of that, beat the bike, ran in the jersey, up in, up in trip, down in grade, 91, Andrew Bolden, go collect. Next day. Thank you very much for that. Um, so we're moving on to the next day and the Falmouth Stakes. 
Some people, and I know this is stuck in your call, Mick, don't believe it's the greatest renewal. Um, tell us why it's wrong. Well, people didn't understand that Roly Poly was second in Irish Guineas, second in our Coronation Stakes. Uh, C.A. Grace was second in the French Guineas. Wahide has won a Group 1. Arabian Hopes, 3 for 3 this year. Greta G's won a Group 1. Delication was fourth in the thousand, uh, thousand Guineas in Germany. And Opel Tiara's won a Group 2 over 1 mile 1. So how is this not a Group 1? People are thick. They just see the names of the horses and say, oh, winter's no running there, so it's not a Group 1. It's simple as that. Okay. It is a group one. There's group one forum going from top to bottom of the field. That's why it is a group one. And it also says group one next to Falmouth State, so people can moan. Okay, they can and they do moan, and I'm sure they will continue to in the future. Tell us who wins. Oh, I knew you were asking a silly question. Um, if Rolly Pol- if it's fast ground, um, see, Grace is obviously the danger, but doesn't like it fast. We're here there. I can't see her winning off of that break. Plus, she not be named at the Oaks. Why she's starting over a mile? Arabian Hope's progressive. Uh, but I'd have to go with Polly. But she's 94 and that isn't really backable for me. Fair enough. Uh, Andrew, coming to you because uh, Sea of Grace, of course, ran in the Poolish, where she was beaten by Pericus. Um, do you think that she's reliant on having the cut in the ground maybe to be at her best? Do you, do you think it was a decent police? I think it was an alright one, yeah. I think I think it's turned out to be okay. I know there's a, a sceptic in our mists with the French form, very vocal sceptic, but I think, you know, Senga's come out and done a lot better than, well, I think Senga underperformed massively that day, so that was a shame, but a... Uh, um, I would agree with Mick. I would think the Sea of Grace probably does need a bit of a, bit of a cut. Um, Roly Poly, I just doesn't like winning. That's the thing for me. Just doesn't like winning. I find that a mass, I find that a bit of a problem. Um, with Hayda, I would be astounded if she could come back from nearly three hundred days off and win this. Um, a Raven Hope three wins this year. That's probably what you want coming into the race. But you know, rated one hundred eight. That's. It's not the lowest in the race, you know. It's just it's second lowest, which is a shame. Um, Opal Tiara, I'm not massive on. Greta G was throwing at the really, really at the deep end. Um, so I would take a chance with the take a chance with the German Raider. Why not? Why not? It's a bit of a bit of a punt, but I think there's sort of X's and O's across the rest of them. And Delectation has won a race, you know, fourth in the the German Guineas. So yeah, I think that's. Um, you know, it's not it's not a race I'll be massively getting into. I'll be watching mainly to see how Wehaida gets on. And also how Sia Grace gets on, but um, yeah, if you if you're having a bet in this, why not? Why not take delectation and just have a bit of a fun bet for me? I'm, I'm really not, really not going to get involved. Okay, Ethan, what do you make of the Falmouth? It's a decent renewal. Um, it's quite a trappy betting race. Um, I actually, the one I picked out is Wahida. Um I don't back for a group one, throw her straight in there if she wasn't going to be fully wound up. Uh, um, she'll be my play, I think, at the prices. Probably Poli, 94 is very sure. As like Andrew said, she um, seems a bit adverse to getting her nose in front. Um, that French form, I'm, I, after that Wojna ran the other day and finished plum last, that 
doesn't look ideal either. Um, so there'd have to be question marks over that. Um, so Wajeda would be the one for me. All right, thank you very much. Can I pull you up on how you said the... Can you say the French Guineas winner to me again, Will? Rat! Oh, right. Um, (laughs) I'm really even taken apart. I can't believe I agreed to do this. Um, Perry Cuse. Precise, maybe. Precieuse. Precieuse. Rat. Oh... (laughs) Move on. <laughs> <laughs> a rat. Next, please. Yeah, next, please. Um, the Duchess of Cambridge stakes is at two twenty-five on the Friday, and I'm going to go straight to Ethan because he's already made the selection and had his bet, and he's beaten the market a bit, or he's beaten the trades of Paddy Power a little bit. Tell us about your selection, Ethan. Um, not so selection. Um without doubt for me um, got on 7-2-2 two, two. Um, I didn't think she was going to run earlier in the week uh, recently I had Ryan Moore dropped up on Nile um, so just spotted that earlier this morning and managed to jump on um, I think without doubt the best form in the race Nile had an easy lead at Ascot and then was obviously reeled in by September um, on Friday, I don't think um, the strong gallop. I think might play into. I think she will go further in time. So if they go quick up front, she can stay up with the leaders. I think she'll be the one to go on and pick it up from probably Nialetti. They'll probably employ similar tactics with. Um, I know Hannon's quite keen on out of the flames. Um, he didn't run a bad race at Ascot third in the Queen Mary. Yeah, plenty, plenty to one. I think oh, I can see progressing and is an anti-post selection for the Guineas next year as well. So I have to side with her. All right, thank you very much for that, uh, Mick. Uh, what do you make of the Princess of Wales's uh, probably Duchess of Cambridge stakes? Sorry, and um, would you agree with Ethan about Clemmy? Uh, it's hard because I, I like out of the flames, but. Um, she was drawn on the right side at Ascot and I don't know how that's really going to work out that race because you're, now you're talking she's been beat since finished fourth um, Treasure Ring's been beat uh, Mrs Gallagher's one finished 11th but I don't know what she's done Sarici won a decent listed race but pulled too hard I don't know what to make of that form Clemmy's going to have a fourth run in about five weeks or something which isn't, which isn't too promising for me, but I say no Brian, so you can't really discount him. Nile probably only get an easy lead. Mistress of Venice was one to keep an eye on. She ran on fourth in the Albany at a big price, um, 60-60s. And she was on the wrong side, I think, as well. So she finished um, second on the stand side. She's wanting to probably watch at a price. It's a trappy race. Claim is short enough now. If you were on it, Ethan, similar prices, you're happy. If you're, if you're on it 72, I'd be happy, but 94 is a bit short for me. Do you agree, Would you not, would you not make Claim's favourite then? I would make her favourite. I, I, I actually think she would win, but having 
four races as a two-year-old in four weeks or five weeks is probably going to pick me off at 94. And that's the only thing. If it was, if she never had that run the last time, I would back her. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's, you're going to you're gonna get the Albany Forum, you're going to get the Chesham Forum, you're going to get the Queen Mary Forum on a winner here to see what's, to see what one's going to work out the best. And that'll help punters in the long run, I think. Right, um, and last but never least, Ham. Can't argue with that. Last but never least, Hump. Um, I would agree with I would agree with what Mick said about Clemmy. Um, I think you know, while it, while she was very impressive last time out, you know it's it is a quick turnaround, but ain't no Brian capable of anything. I mean, the more times we the more times we reel him out, the more times he sort of laughs at us in the face, gives us the finger, and says, "That's my money, thanks very much." Um, Nyaletti, I just I was. You know the September form. Obviously, September's a you know a very very good horse. But I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering about Nyalati. I just don't, I just can't see. I just can't see it. Um, out of the Flames would be the one that I would, I would prefer. I'm taking the um, was it the Queen Mary form? Happy like a full heartache. Was that Queen Mary? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take I'd take that form. Obviously, on the near side, I think there's there's two there's two very good. You know, Happy like a full whilst that was that was backed off the boards on the day at a. Um, on the day at Ascot, so they somebody fancied that quite a lot. Um, Heartache was a very good winner of that race. I think that you know that could be a really nice horse going forward. Um, but out of the three main players, I would pick out of the Flames. Um, Robert Robert Cowell's got one at the top. Tom Wheeler not not really interested. Ellsworth Swan not really that interested. So high societies have some interest purely because Archie Watson Archie Watson even quite like him as a trainer. I think he's going to be a nice trainer going forward. Um, Mistress of Venice, not, not for me. But um, out of the flames would be the one that I would pick, and hope the Queen Mary form is better than the uh, the form the guys picked out before. Right, thank you very much for that. Um, now there's plenty on the Friday card as well. Lots of handicaps and two very decent maidens. Um, the good kind of maidens where you get nice horses, like Ruheda as an example. Um, that's debut on the July course. I know she didn't at the festival, but you know what I'm saying. Mick, uh, I'm sure you've got something lined up for this, and you love your handicap, so take a bash at the rest of the card. Uh, the only one that I've really taken a liking to this far out is Colibri, or Colibri, um, in the three o'clock. Hugo Palmer trains it. Um, it was uh, rather it was well fancied in the Britannia. I didn't run its racing. Um, I would fancy it. I would fancy it off at Mark and you see you go close. William Buick's on, but and Hugo Palmer's in better form than the Wizen. But that's really that's really about it. I've not really looked too much into the maidens. Um, Deja's one and the maidens to look out for Yumzain and How much does that Deja cost? Because that's the that's them fellas that decided they don't like money so they wanted to spend it all. How much did that cost? Does anybody know? Three hundred and fifty thousand as a two year old. So it's done it would have been at the oh, what's it called? A breeze up sale, so it's it's also worked really well. At the breeze up, so three hundred and fifty go for twenty six thousand. Um, as a yearling, a three hundred and fifty thousand horse, 
in a year. And Dosswell's another one, Giant. A Giant's Causeway, you didn't see much over here. Joseph Allen owns it. But they were really the two, they were really the two that I looked at in the Maidens, but find out what the ground's like tomorrow and see what's, what we can figure out. Okay, um, does anybody else have any thoughts on Newmarket uh, on Friday? Uh, I was interested in Rastrelli for a Godolphin. I thought that was interesting. Um, a Sayuni one down the bottom there. You know, I think that might go quite well. Sayuni's had a good French season so far. As far as I know, that wasn't... What I tend to look for with the... Some of them is I, I tend to look for the ones that might not have been bred by Godolphin. So a lot of the ones they spent money on, that was the... Um, that was bred by obviously by somebody in France. So I think they, I don't know how much they paid for that. Obviously, but he um, best in. So uh, it's nice. It's nice that there's actually enough for them to fill in two divisions of that mid. So I think you know keep a uh, keep a close eye on that one. But he, uh, I would agree with Mick that Doswell and Deja would be the one. Deja, especially if they bought like the breeze ups. I love I love a breeze up horse. If I if I was to buy a horse, it'd be a breeze up horse. Five hundred fifty thousand euros. That was Hump Australia. One thousand five hundred and fifty. <laughs> I want the money back on that one then. <laughs> I like the other Godolphin. I think um, that ran away on debut at Newbury. It's pretty green. Held up, hung left, stayed on well. Um, step up in trip will be a bonus. It'll have a bit of experience in his favour as opposed to the other one. So I'll probably side with that one. I definitely want the money back on that one. That was a 1.4 million euro yearling. Oh, yeah. Just see that. <laughs> right, thank you very much for that. Uh, we have the summer stakes at York, where Lady... If I, just, if I just remember the name, one second. Queen Kindly, of course. Sorry, I got mixed up between my Frankles there. Don't know why. Queen Kindly's favourite. Um, ahead of Gidar and Gravity Flow. Has anybody looked at this race? Yes. If you're passing Queen Queen like 3 to 1, go and have your head checked. She's a rack. Absolutely. I would be backing her now. Regressive. She's completely regressive. Look at. If I was be, if I'd be backing any of them, I'd be at Gahida. Same, same, mate. We agree. That's it's not often my day, but Queen Kindly is a rat, and I'll just put it there. She no, is a rat. She's, she's one of the first on rat patrol as well, and she'll never come off it. We really need to have a long, a sort of hour-long rat patrol special where you just explain um, everything to do with the rats. I'm going to put you in for that. We'll have a rat patrol special. Easy, get... just look at the forum. You don't need me, just look at the forum. Rats. Right. And, and if they're fired by Frankel, but even male rats. Uh, oh quick well. one, a quick one in that race, Will. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Artistica. I was just about to say that one. I, I, I absolutely knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I backed that at 33 to 1 when it won at Nottingham. So you can have a bit of that. Have a bit of after time on that one. Franny's on. And it's gone and won since at Baden Baden. It's 10 to 1. And it absolutely hosed up at Nottingham, by the way. Absolutely hosed up. I, it owes me nothing, so I might go in again. There's a sugar, there's a stablemate sugar-free in there as well, so that might that might come for a bit of nice pacemaking option. Also, down the line, 
Florida Times is due a big run, and I, you know, I've backed that a couple of times, and that's not run to its potential. So I'm opening that might come in as well. One for Ethan down the bottom, Simmy. That might have a chance. <laughs> might do, yeah. <laughs> uh, love oh, it, love God. it, love it. Right. Anyway, um, we're going to take a quick jaunt across the sea, across the channel to En Français, as Saint Cloud is the venue for the Grand Prix de Paris, Bastille Day, of course, on Friday. Um, so the French will be getting their sporting fill uh, with the Tour de France stage earlier, a real cracker, and then of course the Grand Prix de Paris, the Prix de Thibaville, and the Prix Maurice de Nil. Um I'll let Hump go at the Grand Prix de Paris because um, I've just been studying for it, but I know that he's been tracking the entries. You want me to go on, do you? Yeah, please. Okay. Um... I was, I was quite pleased that Permian came into the race the other day. They, they paid the money to get him in. Obviously, with it being an um, associate, is it the son of Sheikh Mohammed that's paid to get him in? So it's not exactly like it's a, uh, not exactly mad. Um, three Aiden O'Brien runners, Ryan's chosen order of the garter. Um, I would agree with that choice. I think that's, you know, I think that's probably the right choice for him to make. You know, uh, Ben Battle, Bramath, you know, he's been over to, been over to France twice and been, Walloped by Bramato once and then had a little bit of a better got Bramato again. You know, Bramato's probably going to be one of the better horses, probably probably the best horse in France this year. Um, dis- I don't want to say disappointing, you know, he's only half a length behind Ben Battle at, at Ascot, so, you know, you, you would expect him to come on from that. Um, Venice Beach, you know, in the, in the derby, it just didn't, you know, didn't go right there, but he has been Wings of Eagles before, you know, obviously at Chester in the, uh, was it, was it, what's it called, that? Chester Vars, the chest of vase. That stupid dog track race. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's got it's got a good chance there. Spanish Steps is in at the bottom. Donica's on that, so you would imagine that's going to either be a pacemaker or, well, actually, it's probably going to be a pacemaker, but it won't last time out. Um, so obviously, say no, Brian, be careful with him. Falcon Wings, I know someone, I know a good judge who quite likes him, but he's backed him the last couple of times. He's come second, fourth, and third, which isn't. Great. Um, Valamas is in there as a pacemaker for Shaquille. Shaquille will need to step up, you know, and be. He was only been ahead by Ice Breeze, who, I, who was probably the correct favourite for the race last time out at Shanti in, in the uh, in the group to a uh, what's it called the Hockart. The Hockart, that's it, yeah. So um, I think Ice Breeze and Shaquille are definitely the uh, are definitely the, the top two from France. The Gart, uh, uh, Parabellum, maybe Graham Woods is quite. Excited about Parabella and they won by after the track at Saint Cloud last time, which is, but he was being a lot, a lot, a lot of yokes that day, and he, had, he probably, probably did have his the conditions he wants. Um, you're asking me for a tip, Will, I, I, I'm interested in this McMahon for uh, Stefano Botti. He's got Christian Jamuro, and Jamuro's having a great season for, and he's going to pick up a lot of rides at the end of the season. I'm intrigued by that. You know, as a uh, Group Two winner, you know, it's soft. On soft ground, and now the ground over there at the minute is good to soft. You reckon it's going to be good by uh, by Friday? But I think if you were to have a bet, I would say I would say Ice Breeze has got a good chance. But I think Permian would be the one that I would want to be within the race. Permian, Ice Breeze, and McMahon, I would expect to be fighting at the finish. And remember, this goes off at the lovely time of seven twenty-five in the evening. So a uh, nice bit of a uh, you know nice have your have your have your dinner, I sit down with a glass of wine and they uh, enjoy some uh, enjoy some French racing action. 
Um, it's a great race, though. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, to watching it. Permian probably be, would be my winner, but you know it's a very wide open race, and looking forward to it. Beautifully done. Uh, just on the ground again, you'd expect it to be good by the time of it's the It's currently off. good to soft, and it's got they France Gallop and their uh, and their fancy named Penometer, which is basically like the going stick. Say so it might be good by the time. 7.25 rolls around on Friday evening. That Okay, that would be big news um, for the Raiders especially. None, none of whom really has um, form that great apart from Order of the Garter on ground with significant cuts. Especially <coughs> Venice Beach too, who needs it fast. Um, yeah, I'm just, with all the, I'm just... I'm just not sure with these Aidan O'Brien horses. I really... I'm, Unfortunately, he's cut out, but he'll come back. Uh, thank, thankfully, Andy's been cut off there for all the listeners, so we can move to Ethan Simlet, surely. That dump, that dump, unfair enough amount of cutting it will, when Permian won, if it was to come up a bit softer, he handled that well at York. That's good, that's good counterpoint, it's a good counterpoint. Um... Looks very competitive. Be interesting to see because usually, um, by now after the Grand Prix de Paris, uh, we'll know the identity of each French um, freeloader that can challenge for the Arc, which is something that is of interest to me because it's obviously um, an open renewal at this moment. And Ice Breeze was one that had um, caught the eye, um, especially when he beat Shaquille and Falcon win. So it'll be interesting to see if that form is confirmed and also. Um, how Parabellum runs as well, um, because again, Fabra has sent him. Ethan. Yeah. What do you think of the race at the Grand Prix de Paris? Um, I don't really have a massive betting position on it. Um, I'm inclined to stick with Venice Beach and give him one more go. He, he won well enough in the chest of ours. I mean, I think it was set up for him to win, really. It was closing with every yard at the finish in that race. Yeah, a different track probably would have beat up in a speech that day, but we know that that's decent form with wing, Wings of Eagles now. Um, I think 10 to 1 is a fair fair price for, for him. For the garter, I'm still not convinced that 1 mile 4 will be ideal for him um, so out of the three O'Briens I'd definitely be siding with Venice Beach uh, the French side Ice Breeze yeah All right. I think but 9-4 is quite short sorry about that I'm sorry for coming in and interrupting you there in full flow last but not least uh, Mick can you be bothered with this you're just going to call them all rats because I can just say you think they're all rats no no, I can tell you, Ice Breeze is a run. That could that that be no fate. Call to the bar, who was nearly beat by Holmesman. Like, Holmesman wouldn't even be in the top 50, I don't know, Brian, also, I don't think. Like, Ken, what I mean? Fate The bar barely even beat Holmesman. Let's be honest here. And that that beat Ice Breeze. Valamaz, rat. Shaquille, 
better be Shaquille O'Neal. The pair man, he just ran too much. He just ran far too many times. Falcon when he's beaten by both Ice Breeze and Shaquille, it's doesn't Mark, say much for it's him. Mark Johnson though, he can I run every day. I, I, I really couldn't care if it was Jinky Johnson. He's, he's still not going to win. He's run too many times. He's still not going to win. Um, or do they got got on his stay? McMahon's Italian rat. Parabellum beat rats by eight length. Venice Beach best form in the race with wings the Eagles. Um, I don't really know what to make it. It was it was close up in the third than that. So if maybe they'll drop him in and he finishes well. But I'm going to back Spanish Steps. He has only he has only won four, one out of four races, but twice he's been he's had Anna on his back, so he couldn't win at all. Oh, um, Digger Anna O'Brien is how you, is how you're beginning this <laughs> the presentation. He had, case. He had Anna, Anna on his back twice, so he couldn't win. Um, and Donica's had him the other twice, but he finished second, and then he won by ten lines. So I reckon they've just says, and, and this is happening. In honor, and people will not notice it, but. See if a job like it's the same like Ryan Moore was on Taj Mahal four times instead of going on the order of the Gara. If they've not rid that horse, Aidan O'Brien will keep that same jockey on it, and that's why Donica's probably staying on it. He's taking a big step up in trip for one mile one up into last class, and then he goes and wins the outside, and people will say, It's Rick the worst jockey, the worst jockey the three was on it. But look at Shamey Heffernan, he set the pace on Douglas MacArthur in the derby. So, you can't, you can't always just look at the jockey and say, oh, look, that's what he's doing. It's, I would be more concerned that Ryan won order the Gartner State of Venice Beach, but that's, that's the only thing I back Spanish steps, the rest of rats, apart from Venice Beach. Now, I don't, I'll be honest with you. Just to de- I'm going to be honest with you. Just to defend Cork. To, to, to defend Claude to the bar, he was two lengths behind. He was two lengths behind Walgast, and he did come second in the Belmont Derby, which is a group one. Ah, you also and home, Holmesman was half a length behind that. What did Holmesman? All right, oh, I can't, can't believe I gave you time away with that. Um, fucking French rats! Are you gonna hump? Oh, for God's sake! Come on! Come on! Come on! Right, okay. Um, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for token reasons and say Permian. Um, I like the case Hunt made. I think um, this is a watching brief. A very interesting watching brief. One that I won't be missing, um, but a watching brief all the same. Hunt, give us a quick rundown of the Morris, the Neil and the Tiberville, if you would. Uh, yeah, the cow, the cow is... Running in the uh, the Maurice Daniel, which is quite nice. Talismanic, he, um, I, I quite like Talismanic. I think he's the. Uh, I think I think he's quite nice. Canasar's changed owners. He's now with Henri Francois Devan, which is quite nice. Gone from the Aga Khan. Um, I don't really have a great a great um, opinion on the other ones. I think probably Marmelo. You know, he's been in one over in the uh, been in one over in France before beating Batil, and obviously that forms that forms worked out okay. Mm-hmm. Hill is probably you know like it's it, he's when Vizirabad's not there he normally he normally is in sort of the the top of the top around that kind of area. Stefano Botti's got Forge Drago in at the top there, but that's got to give three pounds to everyone. Um, 
that that has won twice of one mile four, which is obviously a you know, which is obviously a one mile six it will stay. But to be honest with you, Huey Morrison sends two over, which I find quite interesting. Um you know, Huey's not afraid to send them over, which is quite nice. But I think he uh I think Talismanic is gonna you know, if if he handles the step up in trip then it then it will be good. But he um, I really don't have an interest in the Maurice Neal might be in the pub by the time that starts. And also in the Tiberville, the the Tiberville, um, it might be between sailing. La- I would expect it to be between sailing Lady Free and Lady Montdor. Um, for some reason, cricket head Marex chosen Jerome Claudie to ride. I've got absolutely no idea why that's the, why that is the case. Uh, Mendizabal's on sailing Lady. He's been a bit quiet this year, and obviously Mikel's on Lady Montdor. So hopefully, he doesn't get that backed into a corner. Um, but yeah, I think. In that race, it will be between Sailor Lady Three and Lady Mondor, but I would expect Lady Mondor to be too good for those. All right, thank you very much. I think um, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, so I know, Mick, I've ru- ruined your night and you've missed a bit of Love Island, uh, which I apologise for, especially if you're planning to watch in HD. Hopefully, we'll try and make it that when we record for. Oh, God, um, the most packed Saturday in British racing of the year is coming. Twelve meetings, um, three of them which could headline any Saturday. Um, I think there's about, there's something like, I think it's 20 or something class two or above races. I haven't done the exact stats in it, but it's just incredibly busy. Um, there's one race I'm looking forward to on Saturday in Ascot pray tell the Playboy Club London Handicap can you imagine what the winner of that gets that's going to be a brilliant prize to get in it oh fantastic definitely make sure I can watch the um, the presentation hopefully they'll go all Royal Ascot with it oh and of course um, on brilliant. and of course on Saturday we do have um, the Curra as well for the Irish Oaks so I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. Um, it will be a real, real long podcast. Um, for Saturday's racing, we're gonna try and get our heads around that in the meantime. I think it's time to wrap up th- for this tonight. Um, thank you very much for your time, Mick Doonan. I think he's gone. I think I think the French. Have, I think the French have caught up with him. Fantastic. He's I think gone. Andre Fab's gone. <laughs> he's gone thank you so much for joining us Ethan thank you very much indeed and thank you of course for joining us Andrew Humphrey always been a pleasure never a chore apologies for um, some of the sound difficulties and the internet difficulties we had tonight we aim of course to be much better than that I'll look at getting it fixed as soon as possible but hopefully we manage to dig out a few winners um, and just get back on the board so let us know um, let us know what you think um via at HFC pod or simply tweet any of our lovely panelists' names and we'll be with you tomorrow. Yes, sorry, that's the podcast police coming to arrest me because um, I've been a shambles. Apologies all. Have a wonderful evening.